Hey there, Liel Leibowitz here. If you've never listened to the show, Take One is a daily podcast that reads just one page a day of the Talmud, the majestic set of laws, stories, legends, and instructions that is at the core of Jewish life. Sometimes these pages could seem kind of archaic, but at other times you read the Talmud and you feel like a passage was written just for you, just for now. This is the case today. As so many of us are socially distancing, quarantined at home, struggling to get through the coronavirus epidemic, we read a passage that's about, well, government and how important it is to have elected officials who understand what they're doing. And we're very fortunate to have with us today Representative Katie Porter, who's been one of the most vocal and efficient congresspeople handling the current crisis. Have a listen. Hey there, and welcome to Take One, the podcast where we give you just one transcendent daily page of Talmud. When you open up today's page, you see a really magical little passage about the power of government. And here it goes. And Rav Bar Mehasaya said that Rav Chama Bar Guria said that Rav said, even if all the seas would be ink and the reeds would grow near swamps would be quills, and the heavens would be parchment upon which the words would be written, and all the people would be scribes. All of these would be insufficient to write the unquantifiable space of government authority, all the considerations with which a government must concern itself and deal. And so in days like today, when we need government more than ever, I thought I would call one of the government officials I admire most, Congressperson Katie Porter from the 45th District in California. Hello. Hi, how are you? I am wonderful in large part because I know that there are people like you in Washington doing really important things when we need them the most. So first of all, tell me, I hear that I'm catching you right now at home with your children. You you two are socially distancing? Well, yes, I'm a single mom. And so while I'm juggling, obviously working really hard to have conversations with colleagues about what government can and needs to be doing right now. Um, my kids' school is also closed, so I just finished making a pot roast um, before I got on the line. So <laughs> I was like, this this is how many potatoes are going to go in this pot roast, the number of potatoes I can peel before I need to, to get on the phone with you. Well, at least you didn't have to consult with anyone by committee before making that decision. You just... No, exactly. <laughs> so tell us, when, when you read a passage like today's about there is literally no way to quantify all the things that government has to take care of. As someone who's been in government now for two years, I believe, right? Year and a half. Not even a year and a half yet. A year and a half. Uh, so a, a relative newcomer to, to the business of governing. What does that feel like to you, this passage? Are, are the rabbis overselling it or are they underselling it? No, I think they're I think they're appropriately describing the opportunity that exists for government to be thoughtful, to concern itself with all of the different kinds of needs and struggles that people have. And so I think one of the things that we constantly 
go back and forth on in Washington. And I think one of the ideological divides that we sometimes see at a sort of deep level is between those who think that government should turn a blind eye to challenges and those who think that government should concern itself broadly um, in the way that this passage contemplates with trying to help people. And there's no doubt in my mind that the coronavirus pandemic is going to call on us to think in really sort of almost unquantifiable ways at this moment to deal with problems that are going to come in the future. So I saw you, as did I assume many of the people, really thundering last week about the things that government should do, should know, should understand about this particular crisis. Could you describe the mood right now in Washington? How do your colleagues, and this is a question irrespective of partisan lines, understand this moment and, and what it is that they need to do to meet it? I mean, right now I'm not in Washington, I'm in Orange County, but obviously in constant contact with colleagues. I've had several calls today alone. I see a number of my colleagues wanting to help, understanding the role of government in this moment, um, wanting to sort of, to use the language of this passage, sort of pick up the quill um, and write on the parchment. But I think the most important part of this passage for this moment is the reference to all the people would be scribes. And so what I'm really doing right now, and what I see a lot of my colleagues doing, is trying to listen to all the people in their districts, trying to understand what the needs really are, so that as we move forward with additional legislation to address coronavirus, and of course that all of the needs that were there before coronavirus, we're doing so really informed by our conversations with our community. And so I think I see this work of being in government weighing very heavily on my colleagues right now, and, and it should. And I think that was something that came out in my questioning of the Center for Disease Control, the CDC director. You know, when he gave me a non-answer, when he refused to commit, I said to him, I hope your answer weighs very heavily on you because it weighs very heavily upon me and upon the American people. And so I think that was a really important statement in terms of how I then moved him to committing to covering testing for Americans, regardless of insurance for coronavirus. It's interesting that, that you would kind of connect to that specific sentence in the passage about all the people being scribes, because as you said a year and a half ago, you yourself were one of those people, right? You were a law professor maybe not even entertaining any real uh, thoughts of running and until you did. Uh, what, what made you come up and run? I'd done a lot of work helping people, particularly during the foreclosure crisis, and had seen that government using its authority wisely, kind of understanding the potential of government to be a force for good was incredibly important. And so I, I felt like I had some experience in some of the challenges and some of the mindset problems that I felt like government leaders would face. And so I've been thinking an awful lot these last few weeks about the lessons from the foreclosure crisis and what they are for how we might move forward in helping families here. So I definitely had a lot of policy experience. And I think that's something else when I say all the people can be scribes. It's that there's so much expertise out there in our community right now, people who know things about public health, of course, the nurses, doctors, healthcare workers, janitors who are sanitizing things every day. Um, there's a lot of need to respect and see that all of those people are part of and need to be recognized by um, anything that government will do going forward. And so is there a role then for all of us to use this particular moment of crisis to 
contemplate maybe not necessarily government, but a deeper engagement in, you know, communal activism, in becoming more active in our towns, in our cities, in our states, etc.? Absolutely. Our government is a democracy. So when that passage says that the unquantifiable space of governmental authority, I think particularly for Americans, they should understand that as their role in this, that they too are part of that unquantifiable space. And so I think that is, when we say all the people would be scribes, that's true in a democracy. And so this is a moment, this pandemic is a moment for people to understand their role in caring for others um, and and in shaping what our response is. And so I, I think this is absolutely a moment for each person to reflect on in a democracy, in a community, what is their role in trying to be part of the solution and trying to concern itself and deal with this crisis? You know, it's interesting uh, hearing you say that because you would not think of the rabbinic period uh, of, of which the Talmud is very much a part as kind of being inclined towards democracy. And yet here they are acknowledging the importance of every single one of us. So as a person who sort of rose a little bit above those sea of ink and and went to Washington and, and became a legislator, was there anything that surprised you about the actual work of government? Anything that delighted you? Anything that really frustrated you when you became part of this machinery? One of the things that I constantly contemplate is the degree to which I think Congress and, frankly, the American people in some ways privilege the time that their representatives spend in Washington, um, ostensibly in connection with each other, over the ways in which they understand as important the time that we spend in our communities in conversation with the people that we represent. And so we just had this big debate, um, or I shouldn't say it was a debate, it actually was very much not a debate. I just organized a letter that I gave to Speaker Pelosi trying to urge her to permit remote voting during this period. And that's particularly important because the work that I do here in the community, talking to school officials, there's there's drive-by meal sites today for anyone who needs it in our community because the schools are closed. My knowing that that is working and going to make sure that's working, that stuff is so important. So I just feel like we do too much kind of privileging the inter-Washington work and not enough of giving time, space, and really elevating the work that we do in conversation with the people that we represent. And so, Representative Porter, as sort of closing words, anything else in these very difficult times that you would like people in your district and across the nation to sort of bear in mind as we enter what is undoubtedly a difficult period of uncertainty? Just the importance of remembering that our government response to this crisis will only be as strong as the people that guide that government and that we all have a role in doing that. So I think this is a really important time to to be community-oriented, but also to be in conversation with your government about your needs um, and to try to to push to build that government response here to be as thoughtful and as effective as it can be. Representative Porter, even though you and I don't always see eye to eye politically, I can't tell you how relieved I feel and how grateful knowing that you and and hopefully more like you, at least a few, uh, are, are out there doing the Lord's work. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you.
This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoyed this show, please go rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly section of Reading Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon.